Brandon, how was your weekend? If you like your hockey all time, (laughs) I think you got plenty of that. That was was as fun as it gets. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Wasn't that pretty in terms of accumulating points? But maybe they accumulated something more than just points on this weekend. How about a little bit of respect? Yeah. Maybe maybe just a little bit. Is there work to do? Will we now look at it and find some things that we liked and maybe some things that we didn't quite like on this weekend? Absolutely. But for the first time, I think we can look at this Toronto Maple Leaf organization and actually see JB a little pushback. Yeah. No, it was a weekend full of pushback. Uh, you know, you ideally not like to go down by whopping numbers uh, in two hockey games on the weekend and not to over-celebrate, um, you know, how how they got there. But, boy, they didn't roll over. And, and that's one thing I loved uh, from this weekend was just, you know, there, there was no easy points handed out, was there? They didn't just let those games, once they started to slip away, say, here, take your two points and we'll get you next time. There was pushback. We got a ton in this show. We also got Gord Stalick, who's going to follow us a little later into the hour, former Leaf GM, assistant GM in New York also, and, of course, well-known here as the hockey insider and host of Leaf Nation on the Fan 590. Yannick Hansen in the second hour. Former player, mm-hmm. Vancouver Canuck, who's done a nice job on Sportsnet 650. He doesn't hold any punches, too, when he talks about the Vancouver Canucks. So we'll get into that with him a later into the show. But our boy Sammy, what a weekend for you. He's fired up. Very emotional <laughs> because this is an organization at times been asked, begged by Leaf Nation, to show something when it comes to pushback. It was there. It was there on the scoreboard in Minnesota, and I think it was there once we saw Sandine get hit last night by Neil Pionk. So we're going to digest a lot here. But, Sammy, overall, before we start picking this thing apart, just your overall feel as a Leaf Nation to see guys like Simmons and Cliff uh, or uh, Clifford, Kyle Clifford, step up to the plate? I think, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily in the minority with this feeling, but I really do feel the best I've felt about the Toronto Maple Leafs in a sort of playoff style uh, game, you know, over these past two games that I have in multiple seasons. I really feel that these past two games were just a complete sort of galvanizing thing for this team. The, the other side of that is Sandine is a big loss, so maybe I don't feel great about that, obviously, but just the way they reacted, not only on last night, the game against the Wild on Saturday, where they go down three, a couple bad bounces, Flino gets one, they, he comes off the, he's fighting, and then he comes off the bench and goes back in and you know scores a goal. They came back in that game. They played with one of the better teams in the league who's a heavy sort of playoff-style team. And then they go into that game last night, and they took matters into their own hands because the refs weren't going to do it. I'm just impressed. I didn't think this group had them in, had it in them, and they, like, I am fired up about them. I have to say, like, they haven't played like that in a long time, fellas. Before we get into uh, 
uh, Rasmus Sendin, and I, I may have a little bit of an update there. Um, JB, what are we now? 26 games into the regular season. And to Sammy's point, not too many of them where we can feel playoff intensity. Yeah. But we did this weekend. Yeah. Real, so I'm it's, gonna. It's not lost to me. They lost both games. Yeah. That's a discussion. That's a discussion. But but it but, it, but you can tell the difference between a regular season game. Yeah, yeah. And what we experienced on the weekend. So I love the the reaction to the uh, peon kid on Sandine from the bench was something that I liked as much as what came after it. Everyone standing up, looking for the call, angry, involved in the game, right? Like at that point, they're not really involved. Well, they're down a couple of goals still, but guys are, are still emotionally attached uh, to the game. And I think in the past, we've seen the Leafs team that, you know, you get down a couple, it's going to be a hard night. You're on the road. You played the night before. You just go, ah. We're just not going to do it tonight. And I, and I was impressed by them showing that. Now, I'll, I'll add this on, Kipper, and I don't know when you wanted to get to it. I don't think you can import toughness to a team around the core. Like, a, a team that is tough is tough at its core because your core players play 20 minutes a night. They play in the playoffs. They get the big minutes. If those guys aren't tough, you're never going to have a tough team. I still see Austin Matthews getting chucked around by Dubois and go, can you just get up and punch him in the mouth? Just once. Like, the Leafs would love to kill the penalty for Austin Matthews taking a, a liberty on someone. Uh, JB, I'm, uh, it's not going to be lost on me no. on that point, and we will get into it for sure. Okay. But just overall, let's let's throw a clip to, to Sheldon because, you know, Sammy, we've, we've heard this on a couple occasions, and it sounds like he wants to say a lot more, but he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just get his feel on, on that team toughness that we're, we're talking about. Yeah, I think, you know, make the decision there, you know, as a coach, you know, that I, I felt we needed to have a response. There wasn't just a hit. I mean, the shift just prior to that, you know, Matthews is getting manhandled. There's no, I mean, it's a four-on-four four call, but to me, you mean, one of the best players in the world is in a situation like that. Like, that's, that's, that should be a power play there, in my opinion. That That's how that should should work, and it didn't. It just, it's just fine. We go play four-on-four four in the very next shift, and, you know, you get one of your guys carried off, and there's no call there, so... Should be a four on three, or, you know, a five minute power play in a two goal game. It's not. And I just felt at that point, you know, that we needed to have some sort of response. Our team, I thought, was emotionally engaged in that in that time, and, and uh, it needed to have a response in, in some some nature. And uh, you know, you're willing to to just go with it. At that time, we like to get a penalty kill there and give ourselves a chance to come out of it. Didn't work out that way, but I certainly did like the emotional response of our team, given the circumstances. Okay, now we get into it. Now we go All right. on, on the whole Matthews thing. Uh, and, and we just listened to Sheldon Keefe talk about what Matthews in that situation. And it's not the first time we've seen this. We had an awfully close look at it in the first round. You remember that, guys? Yeah, Ben Behind Chirot, the net? right? Chirot. Yeah. Ben Chirot. Similar situation. Matthews is in a confrontation, and yet his first instinct isn't to fight back. It's to almost look at the official and go, hey, are you watching what I'm watching here? Like he, he wants to be above it, right? Like, I don't need to get sucked into this stuff. I'm a hockey player. I'm going to shoot it in the net. I've had plenty of coaches who would tell me that's the right thing to do. But Which ones? <laughs> ones that aren't coaching Who? in the NHL anymore. Which ones? 
Are we talking College about coaches, uh, namely? Are we talking about learn to play hockey? <laughs> I know, I know. So I did say, uh, I've said this earlier on, on another show, but my junior hockey coach told me, he said, if someone, if they, you keep getting run, cross-check them in the mouth, and we'll serve that penalty, and you'll stop getting run. Stand up for yourself, and we'll deal with what comes after it, just to let people know you will. And I, I, I just, and you make a great point prior to us talking about Sheldon, is that it's fine for Simmons, Spezza, all of that. But if your core is not kind of leading in that, then there's there's going to be some issues down the road. I I will never forget playing in a game in Dallas with the Rangers, and it was getting crazy. And I'm like, this is a tough team. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Tenorti on the blue line, who is like like squirrely eyed, crazy. Not right. No, no, like. Casino Rama slot machine <laughs> for eyes. They just kept rolling back. Uh, Churla, yeah. and and it's getting crazy. And there's me, Joey Kosher, a few of them, and we're like, okay, like who's gonna get who, and and which tough guy's gonna fight which other guy? And Mark Massier stands up and says, no, let's go after their good players. Yeah. And the next shift, Mass. Takes out Mike Medano. <laughs> oh, is that that vicious one? On the stretcher. Oh. And they end up dropping him, I think, just I before they put him in the ambulance. But it was Messier who said something and then goes out there and does it. And for me, that is a moment with Matthews where he has to look after it himself. He cannot look at the official. He cannot look at Kyle Clifford. He cannot look at Spezza or Simmons or Richie. In that instance, Austin Matthews has to look Pierre-Luc Dubois in the eye and say, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And to your point, whatever it takes, punch him in the head, cross-check him in the mouth. I assure Austin Matthews that would be the best two-game suspension he could ever have mm-hmm. and send that message that I will not be ragdolled. God, I think of this, the Sedines, Marshawn's ragdoll in the one Sedine and, you know, just being on the wrong end of that. And-, and I, you know, I watched it last night. I watched the game delayed a little bit, but then I texted you guys as that was happening. And I said, it's another scrum that Matthews is coming away from smiling. Yeah. And uh, listen, I get what you said. I'm trying to be above it. That's kind of the thing he's trying to put out there. Like I'm this, superstar i'm not gonna get in there but you, you want to just he had a chance like when they got up off the ice they were they've been wrestling around and like he didn't really it was just a weird sort of mass of humanity when he got up off the ice they were they were looking eye to eye and he had a chance to get in there and he didn't do it so i i'm a little disappointed i hate to say it that that's the only thing out of that game that i'm disappointed about but i am let's listen to austin matthews comments after the game which I didn't really like either. Uh, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I think it's just kind of a bit of a snowball effect. Uh, like I said, it, uh, you know, things just kind of spiraled out of control a little bit. And, I mean, it wasn't really hockey in that third period. I mean, it was just a bit of a gong show. So, um, you know, I don't really know uh, how, else to, how else to put it. See, I get where he's going when he says it wasn't really hockey, but it, it is really hockey. That kind of what it happens is. in hockey from time no, to time. No, no, and, and you know what it is? 
it's really hockey in the playoffs. Well, you it play is. rec league hockey that happens. But, yes, I get and, your point. That's... And, and, and hockey is whatever hockey is on that particular night. Some days it's passing, and some days it's skating, and some days it's specialty teams, and some days it's somebody trying to ragdoll you. Yeah. And whatever it is, you just be prepared. And the true sign of a champion is finding in, in two months from April to June – that you can play any way you have to play and still win. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with that there. I, I don't want to belabor the Matthews point here because I think we all agree that we'd like to see a little pushback there. Um, do you have anything else on that part, Kipper, before I, we turn the page on Matthews? Or No. I, the only thing I will say is that I like this weekend for a lot of reasons for the Leafs. Yeah. A lot. And I, at, at a certain point, you're like, there's a fine line even last night where you're like, I, I, I care about the game, but I don't care about the two points. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, last night's game, particularly against Winnipeg, is a better, better learning lesson, if we want to use that term, yep. or, or one that can help me more so than if we would have won a two. I, I, I don't need another 8-2 game. Don't need another goalie, a minor league goalie letting in like five soft ones. Don't need to pad my stats. That's the game that I need that can help me grow. And if, if Matthews can take something out of last night where if he can even watch the replay of himself kind of getting pushed around by Pierre-Luc Dubois and go, okay, I've had enough of that. I'm I'm not going to allow that to happen ever again. Right. Then it's it is a good learning lesson for Matthews. If he can grow from it, yeah. if he can take something out of last night and and say, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois knew what he was doing because he thinks he he owns Matthews. He thought he outplayed him 2 years ago in the bubble in Toronto. He and last night he said I'm going to own him again. And Matthews, what was it, five minutes into the third? Mm-hmm. Pretty quiet after that. Yeah. He was. You know what, though? This is a thing that all superstars kind of come to grips with. Uh, you know, there's there's stars in the in the in junior hockey, and they get a billion points, and they come in the league, and they recognize, like, look, look at Sidney Crosby. Like, Crosby, he's, he'll spear you. He'll fight you. Great the, you know, he, you got to find that grit and edge and to win those championships. You know who has it and hasn't won a cup yet? But McDavid is finding it. As much as we don't like the hit from last night, he's got this edge and this, wasn't like... that bad, by the way. Oh, really? We'll get into that a little oh, later, too. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, like, he he's finding that. You know, Ovi can do it a little bit. You, you got some of these superstars that have this little bit of... Matthews is, what, 6'2", 6'3", 230? Like, he is a big man. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why Pierre-Luc Dubois, Ben Chirot should start, you know, pulling you around like it's a scene out of Weekend at Bernie's, (laughs) you know? So here's the thing that the point that I'm interested in now is how the rest of the league perceives what they see on video last night. And you mentioned it, you know, not necessarily take a suspension, but just... Having a pushback 
so that there's some sort, so that other guys around the league aren't be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to get a little bit of a pushback from the 6'3 guy, or as opposed to being like, I can get in his kitchen. They saw Sherrod guys, last guys year. Are How watching. much does that matter? And they're no, saying that time. now you can eat his lunch. Big yeah. time. It is. It's, it's, it's not a message to Winnipeg. It's a message to whoever else is watching. Yeah. And that's where Matthews has got to... There is no streak in him. We know he can score goals, and we know he loves to score goals, and he's better at it than almost anybody on the planet. Make an argument with Ovi, but this guy's got a passion, but he does not have a streak. He just needs a little one. No (laughs) slot machine eyes on Austin. And if he just can find a little bit, if he can get sick and tired of being sick and tired, there's a chance that temperature could rise up. But we've got to see that. You got got to put Bunting's uh, streak in him, but Bunting's a little bit of grease. The the concern for me, again, is Tavares doesn't have it either. No. So He's shown it more this year, though. Tavares, he went out. None of the main four guys do. No, and that's that's the, the core point. that you're talking but about. Can they find that within the Nylander to... doesn't have it. No. None of them have it. Marner, Matthews, and Tavares. You need one to be a prick. One. Well, you're not getting that. So mm-hmm. can you surround them with enough? But I'd say like, that. find four guys on any team and tell me there's there isn't one guy that would spear you in the eyes to win. Yeah. And that's to me, if Matthews can just get a little bit pissed off, a little bit where he's like, screw you, I'd rather be suspended three games than let you come into my kitchen. I'd re- I, it's, that's money well spent. I mean, it's, I think it's a reasonable question about this team is, you know, they, they are finding a level of pushback from people around the core, right? Like you're seeing bunting now. Even Richie was one of the guys thrown over the ice when the coach wants to make a statement. Simmons goes, Spez is fired up. Is that enough guys around the core that those guys don't have to be the bad guys, the guys with the streak? Can you find, you know, Engvall's not going to do it at his size. You know, it's it's a fundamental question. And I don't know necessarily that you have to have that. Has the game evolved enough, Kipper, that it's possible to win now without having what you used to have to have? No, not not what I see when it comes to playoff hockey. I want to disagree, but I don't. Can't disagree. I look at Pierre-Luc Dubois last night, and I'm like, that's the guy they traded for. For sure. That guy was a horse. But yeah, I mean, to be clear, you're not taking Dubois over Matthews. No, of course You're just not. saying you yeah. have that little bit of whatever he's got. So there. that gotta, element. Yeah. yeah. So we got to talk about Sandine. Yeah. Um, that now, yeah. And from what I'm hearing, some early reports, and again, he's getting checked out today. Don't but say LACL. Don't the say LACL. Uh, the knee on knee with uh, with Neil uh, Pionk uh, is not season ending. Hey. So right. it doesn't appear to be season ending for him. So you watch something like that. Your first thought is MCL. Yeah. I can live with an MCL. And I think you'll probably start hearing maybe week to week, but see in February, it'll be a while. Doesn't seem to be like uh, a, a, a real concern uh, up to this point. Again, Anything can change in the next 24 hours as they continue maybe to get uh, uh, 
MRIs coming in or getting the right people to look at them. But right now, the feeling is it's not season-ending. Got a couple of thoughts on this. Namely, you know, I think he's been an underrated part of the success of this decor. He's been a huge part. I mean, statistically, he's been the analytics darling of the group. Everyone he plays with is good. But also just that third pair, you always felt good about it, whoever was with him. Now, you know, we had talked about trading Dermot or Hall, which seemed quite likely uh, with Mrazic's return and the salary cap situation. You don't get any salary uh, cap relief from Sandine not being in. Um, so, you know, I think they're in the same salary cap pickle they were in before, and the D just got worse. So, you know. Yeah, not it's not great. an ideal situation. So what'd you make of the hit? That's what we got to get to here. Yeah, good question. Kepper, you or me? Uh... Yeah, you go. I, I didn't like it, but yeah, you go ahead. Was there a chance I'm be like, it was great? No, I mean, it was. It's a crummy hit. I mean, he he's gonna get by the guy. Pionk starts to throw to hit, throw a hit. He's not gonna get there, so he tries to get a piece. It's bad, right? I mean, he knee on knee, pretty clear. It's a bad play. He'll get a game. Two. Yeah. He'll get two. He'll get one for the knee and one the fact that uh, he didn't get called in. San, game for... Sandine may be out two weeks. Yeah. Four weeks, six weeks. So that's that to me is a pretty standard two. Couple games, yeah. Couple games. But I, I really like Sandine and, and where he's come. Uh, there's not too many guys, boys, that can skate a puck out of his own zone like that. Yeah. But, you know, the one thing that I, it's just the awareness again for Sandine. Just well, a little a, it, overall awareness. I was awareness. wondering if we were going to talk okay. about that. That you know, or another. He, he, he kind of put thing. himself in a vulnerable position. You want to come in, in the middle, take a shot like that, and Pionk's coming straight at you. So either you're going to try to duck and get out of the way, and then the knee on knee happens, or you absorb one hell of a hit. Mm-hmm. But either either way. Putting yourself in a spot. You really, you want to come in the middle like that? You are most often than not going to pay a price. And just for him, even offensively and defensively, it's still something he has to work on. Mm-hmm. Is just his overall awareness, space. But it's coming along because, again, th- those wheels are the reason why he's there. Yeah. Hey, speaking of cutting in the middle, was it Saturday night that Engvall got absolutely oh, dumped? Dumba. Just got yeah. trucked. Yeah, Dumba anyway. had a nice hit on there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And it, it is a concern. You know, Sheldon Keith talked about managing his workload. He's a guy who's been hurt before, is part of it. Like, it wasn't – he he didn't, he didn't really go out of his way to, to throw the knee. And I've – and you've played the game at a high level. You don't go out there and say, I'm going to go take a knee – a guy's knee out. What you say is – He's coming through the middle. I'm going to go get a. I'm going to get a piece of him. Well, I'm it's gonna... the same thing as what we're going to talk about next for me, which is you lock in mentally to a hit. You're like, okay, this is a body I'm, contact situation. I'm committed, and, and now I'm. I want to bring that to yeah. Spezza. What, what do you think of the Spezza hit on on Piong? I I, I love. I didn't like it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, it. yeah. I I, I loved Jeez. it. I, I loved it for a lot of reasons. You're asking me though. What I thought of it from a suspension kind of view, or let's do that first. Yeah, he it's suspendable. You want to give him a game or two? I'm fine with that. And if I'm Spezza, money. You'll Fulton read that two minutes. I got well I got it. no problem with the one or two game suspension. Yeah. Do I think it's in person? Do I think that's a five game suspension? 
Are they high? I, am I the? I thought I was the only person floored by this. Are we watching the same so, play? So Five. Here, here's for that. If I'm in the player safety department, of player safety, the what I'm looking at. What do they hate in that? What do they always get mad about? Predatory. Predatory. Was that predatory? Yes. Was it retaliatory? Yes. Was he vulnerable? <laughs> yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, like, ding, it, ding, ding. One or two games. Yeah. <laughs> not I, five. Well, I'm just, not saying, I'm not saying just, he's good. I don't think he should get five. I think he should get, you know. One or two. None. But no, he should get one or two, but he's probably going to get three because of what those things no, I put off. five. No, he's not getting five. No way. don't call in person to get three. I think they just want to talk to him. Just tell us what you saw here. So here's my take. They're, they're, hey, listen. If if he gets three on an in person hearing, they've major backpedaled, major. I think so. Spezza has the puck coming up around. He has the puck at one point. And he shoots the puck like he's not actively like seeking out. Oh, he, is, he, he went I, out first I know, thing he, he did in that shift. Well, he definitely Bang. has in mind. If I get a chance to give him one, I'm going to give him one. So he takes the shot. Obviously, Pionk goes to clear it with his glove. Pionk is leaning down to play it with his glove, but he's still eligible. To, he's on his skates. He's not laying down. He can stand back up when Spezza locks in to hit him. He kind of gets lower and lower. I thought Spezza made an adjustment to try to get more body on the hit. And I thought, unfortunately, because uh, of their... He wanted to rip his oh, head off. I know he did. I know he did. He wanted I, to rip his I, head I off, and I'm okay with that. Everyone thinks. Oh, I, I, I was... Honestly, that is, you know, Jason Spezza never loved being a senator half as much as he loves being a Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, you, you, you know, blue he, and white. He on would stick. never, ever do that anywhere else. Buddy, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. You think I, Jason no, no, Spezza is... No, 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 no. way. No. Let me tell you something. You don't think... Let me tell you something. If this Spezza showed up in Ottawa and in Dallas... He'd be a lock in the Hall of Fame. Let me ask you this. Has Spezza learned what Austin Matthews needs to find? Mm. Yeah, but it took Spezza like 17 years. So so how many years that did right? he sign? 12 more. No, 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 no. Our, our boy Sammy's bang on here. If Spezza played this hard. You guys are Toronto guys if, who think he cares about Spezza this. If Spezza played this hard, his whole career would be a lock in the Hall of Fame. He... He gets it now. He does. He gets it. Oh, he definitely he, he, gets it. He, he I just never, don't know that he, he didn't he get it he, then. He never acted like this never. majority of his he whole fought. career. He's playing a different role. He fought in the He's bubble. No, no. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. My 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 road's running out to win a Stanley Cup. Okay. You don't want to be the 20-year veteran who never won a cup. No, he certainly does not want that. You want to be like, if you played six or eight, you're happy you just were in the league and you made some money. You yeah. played 20 years. That's a really tough pill to swallow. I know. That you had that many cracks and you couldn't win the Stanley Cup. He's playing like he, like it, and we know he's he's playing for free. Yeah. So when he gets fined. Play for less if he could. He, yeah. He'll get fined for $49.87 <laughs> with his salary. <laughs> Right? Here's, you know what like I was, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's for free. Yeah, can I tap for that? Here's what I was thinking today. Let's say, so even if you hate the Leafs, you admit there's a 0.1% chance they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Let's just say it happens. Mm. Has any player been stolen more from a franchise than Jason Spezza would have been stolen from Ottawa by Toronto in the heart? He'd be a Toronto Maple Leaf for of the course. rest of his life. He already is. They had him in the he ring already is. of Leafs honor. legend. Yeah. But they had him in that, like, he was going to be back and an ambassador and in the okay. front office there. Easy on the Leaf legend. Oh, he already is. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just wow. say that, I just say that to upset, I just say that to wow. upset the Sands fans because they love them. And I, 
Honestly, hey, boys. Can you hey, imagine how, how much they love him if he could get out of the first round? I, oh, I, I, from high school on, there was no human being on earth that I hated more than Jason Spezza. Jason Spezza was my least favorite human being on earth for a big part you of my formula years. Priorities. Hated him. Hated him. That line, him, him, Heatley and Alfredson just haunted my dreams for multiple seasons. And now... It's like, wow. You stole I, their girlfriend. I like, I don't know. Does anyone think of him as a sand anymore? I think most people just yes. think of him as a leaf. Just super fans like you, Sammy. Yeah, guess what? Right? That's why I'm here. But give him, give him a lot of credit because that's the temperature you need. He raised the stakes. Simmons raised the stakes. So how much do you love Wayne Simmons last night? Just doing what he's supposed to do. The only thing is... Again, if we're going to nitpick 5-3, you're in it still. Yeah. You don't need to come off the bench and cross-check everybody. <laughs> I don't know. What I, I think I loved it so much, <laughs> no, too. You can, you can still... Yeah. Go play. Go play hard. You push can it. still accomplish everything he wanted to accomplish. Without taking an insta-minor? Without starting it off by taking a two-minute minor. Yeah. And... I don't know. He took a shot at Sneshnikov. Yeah, or, you said it right. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nailed it. Right? right? Sneshnikov, yeah. Nailed it, yeah. And then he went and tried it uh, on Harkins. Mm-hmm. And then then it's, and then it went to Stanley. I'm like, hey, Wayne, just Relax. no, go, go <laughs> say your piece to all those guys, and then you go right after Stanley. Go right at him. Do not... Do not space it out where an official can get. So here's the question. That's it. Logan Stanley. Here's the question. It doesn't matter. It just needed to be that. It just needed to end up. Seven, you guys. My my question. Go get him. Go get him. So. And and not take a two-minute minor. But we listened to that Keefe clip where you could hear him talking about, oh, yeah, we were in the game. It was four on three. If if he had called the knee, it would have been four on three for five minutes, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a change in the tone. He's like, and then. It was time, basically. Yeah. So how much of how Simmons went out there and act was Pembroke Lumber Kings, uh, Sheldon Keefe being like, it's time. Go out there and do some dumb stuff. Like, he knew that they were out of this game. They weren't out of it, but, like, emotionally, the way the building was acting, the way the bench was acting, I feel like Keefe just sent him out there to do that. Like, I think oh, he I told did. him. That's what I mean. Did. So Listen, that's why he, he did it. He's been around long enough. He doesn't need to be told anything. He's on the ice. He knows what's expected. He he created the energy, the message, all of it. I got it was perfect, perfect. The only thing is, is like I said, if if I had to nitpick, just there, there's different ways to still do that, not take that two minute to. I, he picked a bad spot to do the scrum because it was right in front of the box. They literally <laughs> just opened the box and pushed him in. Can I also just say that I think it's insane that McKee in particular is like, yeah, Wayne Simmons would have knocked Stanley's head off. Stanley's 6'7", 230. Yeah. He's got 50 pounds on I would have liked to have seen it. I would have liked to. Yes. Yeah. Right? I, I think yes. I think Simmons would have handled him. But, I do. And then there's uh, Kyle Clifford. And my first thought His when I started, game. Perfect game when I started watching this, I'm like, being in that, that situation, there is no chance in hell that I could let this game end without fighting, without getting involved. So there is another veteran that saw an opportunity on why he's brought in, and he he did the most of it. Why so does that, Nick Ritchie think he was that was good. In? That was where I'm leading to. <laughs> okay, and Nick Ritchie there 
at some point, and I think he started in on Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah, he said his piece. No, you, no, 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 no. You went no. after him and the refs got in no, the way. No, I'm like sorry. They did all but night. You, you, you got you, you to gotta do more than that. Yeah. There, there is an opportunity. You're not scoring. You're it's a an emotional big, game. strong Get the flippers guy. off and just get after like, you, Nick Richie, Nick Richie needed to be escorted off the ice by an official last night. Yeah, <laughs> he did. I agree. That's the only way that I game ends. Agree. <laughs> That's the only. This is where again, Nick Richie, you are feared out there. Yeah, but you got to once in a while do the do, thing. You do, and go and punch Pierre Luc Dubois in the head and say that that one's for Austin. Go punch yeah. him in the head. Yeah. And say, listen, next time it'll be three or four, not just one. I can't quite go Messier on Medano anymore. You might, no. not, might not play the rest of the season, oh but <laughs> there's a pretty good clean check, though. Oh, Messier it on was a clean it check. Was a check. Yeah, it was a, it a, was a hit. It was a clip. <laughs> it was a bit of a clip. I wouldn't necessarily say it was but, clean. I nicked him up a bit. But overall, listen, I mean, we're, 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 we got two hours to talk about no, this, but overall, again, I, I feel better about last night's game than I would if they won 8-2. Yeah. Well, and, and I get why. I do. You know, you can relate to this. And, Sammy, I don't know. You ever been in a fight off the ice, like, with yes. a group of guys? Yes. You know, like, that feeling of, of having been through that emotional war with the guys, of getting back in the dressing room after a mm-hmm. whole on, you know, everyone's got their gloves off and telling their stories. There is something uniquely bonding about that. And like, you become a we, in, we, you know. We saw that with the Winnipeg Jets room afterwards, yeah. where... They uh, crowned Logan Stanley with the player of the game helmet that they do there. They got a cool, like, you know, fighter. I was going to say aviation helmet. I don't think that that sounds very nerdy. (laughs) But it's a fighter pilot helmet. And uh, yeah, they were acting like he was the heavyweight champion of the world after, you know, he was third man in and got the refs to get in the way between him and Simmons. And off he goes. I love your your leafdom today. Uh, By the way, they also said, what's better than beating the Leafs? Which is the highest of compliments. Couldn't, like, I love how much everyone else just hates the Leafs. And that's, like, their biggest game. I like to say last night, that was their Super Bowl for those Jets fans. They got to go in there. There were some fights. They got to beat the Leafs. They got to yuck it up. There's no bigger game for them this year. There's no other game that matters close to as much as that one. So I am not one to dump on officials here. But I will say this. To Spetz's defense a little bit. When you when you watch the temperature of a game go up and the boundaries are stretched out by the officials, and you start watching in the last two games, guys go in, knee Campbell in the head, Ragdoll, our number one player, uh what else was out there? The neon knee, no penalty. When you start sending a message to the players that it's a little bit open season, then there should be a little bit more range for Spezza to go after Neil Pionk. Mm-hmm. And that's why it should not be an in-person hearing is because you guys set this thing up for us. Yeah. Yeah, the referee, you know, I, I'm and, a big... And that had a major part on why Spezza goes after a guy like Pionk. Yeah. So where's that responsibility for player safety to look at and say, our, our officials kind of let it get out of hand a little bit, mm-hmm. and that should play into our decision-making? But this is, again, this is one or two games for me for Spezza going after Pionk, a guy that didn't get hurt, finished the game, didn't miss a shift. 
And there's and there's a little history with Pionk too. If you'll remember, last year there was a couple little things that he did when the Leafs played the, the Jets because they played all those times. And I think it was Marner had an empty netter, and Pionk took a, a took a run at him during that too. So like, well, he's you know always there's, there was, there's been a history with him. You know what else there was is Rasmus Sandin threw the reverse hit on Blake yep. Wheeler, mm-hmm. which pissed off a lot yep. of Jets fans and the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. So you know, is, is that at all in their mind or yeah, Pionk's mind when Sandin cuts the middle? Probably not. But, these, but these, it's, you kind of underrate how many times these teams played last year because you forget about it because mm. it was such a weird season, but they did play 10 times last year. So it's not like... They it's know not your, people. They it's know not, each other. It's not your typical East versus West game here. There's a ton of, you know, hate in, within those games. And yeah. I, yeah, the Jets, I love the matchups with the Jets. I wish the Leafs played the Jets more often. Every game in that Fun barn. Hockey team. It always, hockey it always, team. T- it always turns into a greasy game in that building. I just, I think it's a great matchup between those hockey, two teams. wasn't it? How, it was. uh, how good is Kyle Connor? Very good. Man. Don't you think like not much of a lucker? Is but it, good is game, it, good player. Is it, <laughs> just not isn't, what, isn't that what William Nylander should be for the Leafs? Isn't that what William Nylander is? I, I didn't Close? see it this weekend. I'm no. sorry. Did you see it this weekend? I thought no. Willie had some good shifts this weekend. You did, was, eh? What's I did. the bar? Is good just, shifts cutting it? I just thought. I, I, I think he should be as dangerous as Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor is leading the NHL in shots right now. He's ahead of Alex Ovechkin. That guy gets pucks to the net. By the way, people grill Willie for his defense. Kyle Connor wants to defend a less than Willie Nylander. So yeah, I, I love I, Kyle Connor offensively. Willie Nylander is much better in the defensive zone than Kyle Connor is. I'm not saying that Willie and Nylander is going to win a Selkie. And handsome to your point. No doubt. No doubt. But I, I don't think <laughs> Who that. Who would you rather have? Uh, that's a good question. Oh, Connor, Connor, Connor. Connor probably. I think, it's a, I think it's a conversation, but I would probably take Connor. Yeah. I mean, that guy might score 40. I'm He's probably going to be playing with uh, his favorite, his Austin Matthews there, the first line, and if they go to China. You know what was another strange one for me, guys? Why is Mitch Marner got hurt on a Friday, okay. and you take him on the road? They brought him? Yeah, he was on the road. He's like, yeah, we'll be home in two days. He's like, I'll be like, fine. Like, <laughs> you know, it speaks to hockey how you never get a damn day to yourself. Let the kid have a moment on his couch. But uh, you must have some indication of his uh, ability to play. Ability to play. And if you think it's even close, say, "Well, just sit." This so one I don't. He wouldn't have had an MRI down there, so he's got to come I back and have an MRI here. today. And so he's he's sore. You assume he's got a a bad something, bad shoulder. I guess. And you got to put him on a a flight. You got to put him on a strange mattress. That is weird. Why? Why take him? I don't know. They did the same thing to... Maybe uh, he wanted to go. Maybe he thought he was going to play. There was a chance he was feeling better. He wanted wanted to go. go. He wanted to shop. No, he wanted to hang out at the mall. He wanted to go to the the mall. The Mall of America? The Mall of America? No, he he loves being around the guys. He's a professional hockey player. Loves being around the team. Thinks he might play. He wants to go. He's playing one of the better teams in the league in the wild, going and playing in in Winnipeg. He wanted to go. imagine that? You know, the coaching staff go. saying, listen, we want you to stay here and do uh, get an MRI and do some rehab. But he wants to go. Yeah, okay. I, really, I guarantee you that. Oh, he into wants it. to go. Oh, you don't okay. think, you oh, don't think know, that Mitch Marner do has, he doesn't think, you don't think he has a little pull? Oh, he has Come a on. pull. If he goes to he the wants to, go. Says, to decide he wants to go? Yes. yes. Zero. No You're so way. Zero. What are you talking Kyle about? Dubas, love you, Kyle. Kyle soft. If you heard Mitch wants to go, he'd be like, all right, let him it's go. It's embarrassing right now what you guys are telling me. It's the truth. Okay? If they feel like he can play, he's going to go. 
Well, they must have felt like he could play. Or he just wanted to go. Or they misread it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's more possible, but I think he just... I'll, I'll buy into that. That they misread the situation. Well, they, obviously they misread the situation if they thought he's down there. Yeah. Like, he's not down there, again, to get Christmas shopping, uh, you know, to stretch out the American dollar. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the, is it on pot? What's, what's it looking like right now? I don't think you're getting much of a deal in the States. Hey, quick comment on the hockey game. The uh, <laughs> the start of the second period was the worst the Leafs have played this year. For the, By far. the first 10 minutes, they gave about seven odd man rushes. Last night, you're talking? Yeah, they were awful. Listen, awful. It, it's a write-off. Cave. No, I know. You, you, it's one of the worst back-to-back. Back Minnesota to Winnipeg. Yeah, no. Oh, it's come terrible. on, guys. That's a that's a easy bet. It's a schedule loss. Uh, believe me, I did cash in on that. I'm sure I, you I, did. I bet the Jets. So did everybody else. Yeah. That one's a wash. Nobody. It's a perfect game you to know lose. What? This is why I like doing a show with you because you're right. It's a wash. Who cares? Didn't matter. Didn't matter, matter. Boy, can I give you as my soon as, stat well, they on played that? good. They played pretty good in the first period. I thought. Like I thought they came back. They got the tying goal. They went in one-one. I didn't think they were like out of the game by any stretch of the imagination. You know what? Actually, the thing that you say, Kipper, that they do poorly when they're uh, when they're struggling, they were all no third man high last night. Yes. Like I watched those rushes yeah. against. They were Bingo. all guy caught, guy caught, Bingo. guy caught. It was. They're what, looking for it's, one. It's the. When they clean that up, they're fantastic. Yeah. It was 2-4 and 1. They, did, they were that, trying to not play a 1-1 one, one hockey game last night. They wanted to go get one and no soup. Cookie Monsters? Uh, it's tiring to monster. play It's tiring to play a 2-1 uh, game. They wanted to open it yeah. up and have well, a couple. They were saying, we'll take a chance. Yeah. And we'll either score or you'll score. Either way, let's just... I, you, you know. So quick one before we go. Thoughts on Joe Wall last night? Oh, yeah, well, I was surprised to read that Keith really liked him. He I liked thought the him. second goal was hot garbage, but he made a lot of saves, to be honest. Like, there's like how many two on ones did there's, he have to defend? There's plenty of upside. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you can, put, you can put him in the net. He's big. He can move. We saw some some good saves. The stinky one that you talked about, but I don't feel comfortable with him. He's I'll just not that, ready but. for prime time. That's all. Yeah, uh, no, that's all last night showed. And Dubois had to, to me, give but. it a little knee in the head there when he was wandering out to the hash marks. Wasn't probably the best. Funny when games get tough. There's a lot of accidents, eh? Well, a lot of whoopsies. Did like, you think that was, there's that like well, he was, was out? It just another coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That one. He was out. He, You're more trusting than I am. Wall I think. was wandering out to the hash marks, kind of Dubois fumbling around with coming it. for the length of the yeah. ice. Again, took a shot. Just adds. It just adds to the uh, open season that Jason Spezza was feeling. That was yeah. another one that just added to the okay. If we're gonna have this big range here, I guess gonna, we're I'm, dealing I'm, with I'm, if you're not. I'm, yeah. Players taking matters in their own hands. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fine. Even if you would have thrown him out five in a game, and then that's it. Yeah, you go, okay. Well, and now we're on the it. power play. Let's go win this Whatever, game. We're it's only over. down a couple. Let's, uh... But five in person, hearing five games, give I me a break. I did not think it was as bad as most people. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Oh, my God, did we jam in this weekend in the first block? Oh <laughs> went fast. <laughs> went I fast. we talked for 40 minutes. <laughs> and we ain't done. We're just getting warmed up here because we got Stellectricity. Gord Stellic. After the break, Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. The code word for today's episode to text 590-590 to qualify for your shot to win Leafs-Blackhawks tickets on December 11th is skating. Later on in the show, Yannick Hansen. Hockey analyst for the Vancouver Canucks will be joining us to discuss Boost Boudreaux going in as the next head coach. So much more to get into. McDavid, that situation. Mm-hmm. JB's going to tell us why that was such a vicious 
hit. Kick him out of the league. Elaine Vigneault, no longer the coach of Philadelphia. <laughs> so plenty to get into later on in the show, but most important thing is we find out where Gord Stellick is. Before we get to him, Stelic. <laughs> JB, you want to take a run at this? Where do you think Gord Stelic is he's right at now? The Mall of America. Mall of America. I will go with um, the Humane Society. Gord? Yes. Gord, who's You're, got it? Are we close? Did one uh, of us yeah, get who's, it? Who's you, guys, you guys are both wrong. I'm just spending a lovely app. I'm out here at. Uh, uh, I'm, are you there? We're, yeah, here. we're here. We're not sure where you Suspense are. Suspense is killing us. I, I am at Black Creek Pioneer Village. Just enjoying the afternoon. I've made a little leather bookmark for Justin. And Kippy, <laughs> you know, you always say when you when you cook, the food's good. When Amory does, it's not so good. So I'm churning butter for you right now. So you'll have that by your side just to dip whatever in butter and always be satisfied. Uh, that was my next guess. Pioneer Village. <laughs> You know what the great thing is? I've I've seen I've seen your wardrobe, man. You you fit in right. You fit in perfect there. <laughs> yeah, I got a little Amish in me. A little I got a little Amish uh, slant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, please tell me though. Uh, you watched the game last night. You weren't just preparing for this big uh, day trip. Well, I was pretty excited. I didn't get to sleep for a while, but uh, that, I don't know if that's from Leafs Nation post game in the game or the Pioneer trip Pioneer Village trip. But watch them both. Um, I thought Saturday was, that's about as good a point as you're going to get in a one point game. And, and, uh, you know, Kippy, you and Justin lived it to, to more of a degree, but I think quite often we start making excuses about back-to-back games and, and the rigors of it, you know, on behalf of the players before, you know, given travel and, uh, other things nowadays is not as significant, but man, they really left it all out there Saturday. I think, you know, that would have been a tired team on Sunday. Uh, I love that they competed again. And then once, the knee-on-knee knee hit happened. Um, it just digressed, right? So uh, I, uh, I I love the two games. I know they didn't come up with any wins, and Leaf fans are used to them coming out with wins. But uh, I love to compete. Uh, I like the good habits. I, I think there's a lot of positives. Yeah, we did too. You know, uh, obviously not many weekends get one point and get celebrated, but I think we, you know, overall a lot of good things for the Leafs. One thing we kicked around here, and, you know, I think may- maybe we were a little hard on him for it, but worth discussing is what did you think of Matthew's role in the Dubois situation? Are, are you fine with him just kind of getting out of there and, uh, you know, keeping himself safe and trying to shoot pucks in the net? You know, and then the end of the game, when he was asked the question, he kind of said, ah, was, he was leaving, remember? And he did stay and answer the question and kind of said, well, I don't know, it was nothing. And, you know, he did kind of refer to the, the, the game getting out of hand in the third period, which, you know, isn't something, isn't something he's used to. I, 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 it's a great question, Justin. I'm like, I, I don't know whether, like, like anytime Austin Matthews is off the ice, that's a negative for your team, just like Connor McDavid. To your point, getting kicked out of the game last night. If you're a Hart Trophy nominee, man, that's good on the other team, regardless of you know what happens about that guy going off the ice. Versus, okay, do you need to stand up for yourself a little more? Uh, how did that work out for Connor McDavid the one time in junior when he busted his wrist or whatever busted, or or should Pierre Luc Dubois rather than Josh Morrissey been you know? And, and, and again, Wayne Simmons has to do what he he's on the ice, so he can only deal with the situation, what player he happens to run into. But, you know, might that have been a more appropriate discussion for Wayne Simmons to have? I, um, 
it hasn't come up that much, something that similar, but he could have got hurt on the, the takedown type thing. Those are those innocent looking wrestling matches. And I, I also couldn't believe the referee didn't at least, you know, blow the whistle down to call something. He was like one inch away. And that seemed to be the, uh, seemed the way they be the way they operated from then on. Overall though, Gord, it's not something we've seen a lot of. And, you know, it's almost as if they've kind of evolved to this because Kyle Dubas and the, the first plan A didn't necessarily work, but it's it's a much better look overall for this group last night. You agree? Absolutely. You know, Kipper, Matt Martin, it's just he, he does an excellent Matt Martin. Why it didn't work in Toronto, for some reason it didn't work in Toronto, that particular role. And then it worked, well, the Islanders aren't a good example right this moment, but, you know, going back to Long Island, he kind of just got back into that kind of role. And, and, and Wayne Simmons, you know, that you, you got a sense last night that's the kind of Wayne Simmons role. Kyle Clifford, who they just acquired, same type of thing. Although, like you know, Kippy, that you take a you take a pounding on your hand when you hit equipment. You can see him with the ice bag after, and and even like like Nick Ritchie. Okay, he hasn't have been able to produce the offense there, but you know you you've got some of those kind of guys that it's it's still a necessary part of the game in 2021. You want to be able to compete at all levels, adapt to whatever the game may be, and we haven't seen a lot of these kind of games. And Minnesota had a bit of it as well for the Maple Leafs, but I I I like the way compared to other years. Uh, they were able to respond. Gord, it feels like, you know, one place that they definitely don't have a lot of toughness is on the back end, but the back end feels like it's in flux now with Sandine out. Um, you know, obviously there had been talk about Hall or Dermot or someone getting traded and who's going to play. W- what are your thoughts on this decor as it's currently constructed? Is there the makings of a team here that's going to win a championship? Do you think this is how it looks when they go to playoffs? So what, what are your overall thoughts on the decor right now? Well, I'm always I always hesitate to go too far back, but I I, I don't know how fat, far back '93 '94 because you had the Pat Quinn great run in uh, the 2000s, and maybe that's similar to the Pat Burns run that just there wasn't a Norris Trophy candidate, but they made it. You know, they had Todd Gill, uh, Floyd Smith traded for uh, Bob Rouse and Dave Ellett, and then Cliff Fletcher traded for Sylvain Lefebvre and Jamie McCallan, and all of a sudden you had. Like like a solid decor, and that wasn't too dissimilar to what Patrick, what Pat Quinn had, at at you know again, there no Norris Trophy candidates ever, and I think that would be the 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 best case scenario for the Maple Leafs. I still think, whether it's Ben Sherrod or, or Depth D, I think if you're going to go, if you're going looking to go deep in the playoffs of strength, I think that's where you, you look at doing something. You know, I don't want to get ahead on the trade deadline stuff, but you don't need to you don't need to add a Nick Foligno. You don't you don't need to make a trade to show the world you're making a trade, particularly at forward. But I think, you know, the D by committee and unfortunately with Sandine, it looked like he was, you know, integrating in a nice way to get a young D evolving. You know, that's huge. And uh, if the injury, depending how long he's out, that would be a setback. But there were so many positives. In-person hearing for Jason Spezza. Uh, I, I can't figure this out. Can you? Uh, I had someone that texted me who's plugged in that way and said uh, after the game and, and said that, that they're considering this more serious than the, than the Pionk knee on knee. I, I, uh, I guess, I guess they view anywhere near the head worse than a guy basically obliterating a guy's career or his guy's year with knee on knee. I, uh, I, and you know, it kind of, you know, if you want to go way back, I mean, that's the way the, the whole Steve Moore thing happened with Marcus Naslin, just that he went mm-hmm. to hit him and Naslin happened to bend at that time. So it ended up being a more significant hit than need be. Now, this isn't going to escalate to that. I'm not trying to – but but it was like Spezza had his – okay, saw it, 
uh, the opportunity was legit, and then the player stretched. So, you know, by virtue of that, that changed where his positioning was. So, uh, I don't know if I'm being total biased. Like, first of all, probably I'm a little bit biased. I'm hugely biased about Jason Spezza, and you saw him being so pissed off on the bench as he should be about the knee on knee not being called. So, I, I, I I'm, you know, and, and what about running the goaltender Saturday? Like, what about running the goaltender Saturday? Like, you know, like, like seriously, James Reimer was never right that year. He got run all those years ago. But uh, anyway, I'm not getting in the tit for tat thing. To answer your question, Kippy, I, I, I'm surprised at I'm surprised at the 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 seriousness of it being viewed by the uh, uh, Department of Player Safety. But I guess they view anything that comes. But again, Mark, what did Felino do? <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, you know, if, if if okay, so you know, you so be consistent. And last night. But Winnipeg Jets are, I love the Winnipeg Jets. I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. They won that game fair and square. Class, class thing for Blake Wheeler. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. The family, including the family, the team picture. They took it in the second period. They beat the Leafs fair and square. Too many odd man rushes, all those things. The crap in the third period, you know, didn't need to happen. But once it happens, you know, I don't care how pissed off Paul Maurice is. I, I like the Leafs' response. Yeah, I will say our group chat, usually someone disagrees, and that uh, Felino on uh, on Jack Campbell there, we were universal. I say we all agreed, like, that was terrible. I mean, it's a brutal play to go uncalled. Totally agree there. Um, so you talked about the odd man rushes against in that game. How much do you believe in the concept of, like, a schedule loss? The Leafs is a road team on, on a back-to-back against a rested home team. Uh, the record of teams in that situation is like 25 and 33 and change this year, whatever it is exactly. It's not good. How much do you say, ah, it's a schedule loss versus, you know, the, the Leafs played poorly and lost uh, lost to a better team? I, oh, I hate the answer when you say a little bit of both, but I'm going to say that. Well, if that's I, um, the answer, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, but but, but I, I mentioned, I really thought they gave it on Saturday. So I'll give it more of a little bit more of a schedule loss than usual because I'm like, like I get tired of that excuse constantly because I feel like going, ladies, Gentlemen, you all play 82 games, okay? Figure it out, okay? So as you're whining about whatever, everyone else, the other 31 teams, are going to play 82 games. So I'm really tired of always hearing about rested, not rested. Like It's like giving your kids excuses about why they didn't do well on a test before they even write the test. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 thought, I thought, and then Joe Wall had a real ordinary game. That's being polite. So, um, so I, and that, and of course that's a product of the schedule in, in this case. I know, I know once he was used when it wasn't a back-to-back. So I'll, I'll throw a little more on that than usual. With over 50 games still to go in the regular season, did this weekend show enough signs that they are going to work towards that, that playoff type of mentality or are there just not enough intense games over the course of 82 games? I, you know, Kippy, I love this weekend. I, I, I liked uh, the thrashing of Colorado in different ways. Again, I get in Colorado, I had a weak goaltender that night. I just, I just think as I, you know, everyone. I mean, you, you got a lot of people still that go. I'm a real, I'm a big Leaf fan, but I'm not watching so much because I got to wait for the playoffs. Like I'm, you know, and I, I kind of go, well, all you can do is go out and win your games now, and you know, turn around what looked like a horrible situation, which we discussed, and it really was. It really was on the verge of you know, maybe considering some of the moves that have been made in Philadelphia, Vancouver. I mean, it, it was getting that dire. Good on them all that it didn't happen that way. So creating good habits. And the habits are there's a lot more depth. There's a lot more attention to two-way play and defense. And last, even this weekend, a little bit more about the physicality in that. So I'm, I'm going to just say about the good habits and use it as a positive. 
Well, we made it to four o'clock, one hour of straight Leafs content before we're going to diverge for a question here. I want to get your thoughts on what happened in uh, Vancouver. Obviously, Green out, Benning out, and Bruce Boudreaux named head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, because don't forget five minutes. In five minutes, Justin, I gotta, I'm going to try my hand at horseshoeing here at Pioneer Village. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I know so we got to rush just, you along. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's funny. I, I know for a fact this wasn't on the radar, I don't know, whatever number of days ago, because everyone knows Bruce. Bruce is like an open book. And, and uh, you know, at the end, as much as I love the guy and he's a friend, and first of all, I think he's perfect, and I'll tell you why, but his selling point was that he would take the two years or the year and a half because Claude Julian wanted significant term and others wanted significant term. And Bruce wants to go in like that old TV show, MASH, stop the bleeding. He's going to go in, you know, just like, and, and uh, that's what they need to do right now. And then the big picture, hey, the big, he, he could be like that Arias guy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? You know, maybe when you least expect it, he's going to get a longer run. But, but his strength is, uh, it sounds like a commercialist, strength is people. And his strength is uh, allowing star players to, or, you know, play offensive players to thrive. I mean, Mike Green wasn't a star player, but he just says, I came up from the American Hockey League. And as long as I, you know, when I was making my offensive forays, Bruce said, look, as long as you're being, you know, smart and whatever, uh, I'll have your back and you're not going to sit on the bench just because of a particular full par giveaway. Like he, he sees way beyond that. He's, he's dying to do it. He's not used to being out of coaching this long. And uh, and I think that'll ultimately be a strength because they're 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 you know they're a more talented team. We all know that than they showed right now. But I th- I think what the bubble showed, the bubble really showed a sense of falseness that teams like Washington, St. Louis, Boston didn't do well in the bubble, and then they picked up on a positive thing. Montreal, who was not going to make the playoffs, didn't even really go want to go to the bubble. Did well and then started retooling, you know, which got them last year. Vancouver, they got rid of Jacob Markstrom because Thatcher Demko played so well, and they started rethinking what they were and you know what you realize that at the end they're what they were at the time when the pandemic hit and uh and and hey can't fault them but got ahead of themselves about what they actually thought they were talent wise so so the bruce brudrow got the job because he was the only one that was willing to go uh, short term they wanted julian first or uh so so, Kippy, Kippy, you're like those old reporters that pull the thing out and put a headline there. Yeah, and all the time. I, look like, I like I look, that. I look like I'm Benedict Arnolding, my old friend. So, I think in quotes, if, if Bruce Boudreau was getting paid off like Cole Julian was, then he probably would be saying, I want, you know, more years because otherwise, what is, because otherwise, uh, your contract's mitigated by your payout. So, no, no, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying right now, even look at the fact they're not willing to name a general manager. You know, they, they want to take a breath and then decide, you know, where they're going to go big picture. And Scott Walker is a guy that they were considering as well. And, you know, he's going as assistant coach. And Bruce is fine with that. Like, he's just kind of, you know, thing. And then they'll figure it out. But right now, he was, Bruce wasn't coming and saying, I want a five-year deal. I want a four-year deal. He just wanted the opportunity. And, and that was part of the selling point. So, Justin, you got to cover my ass here about that if Kippy, Kippy tweets it out differently. I, I heard what you said, not what Kippy implied you said. Gord Stellick is reporting. <laughs> Bruce Boudreaux, second choice. That's the headline. Are you, are you, you really want to give our listeners um, the impression that you're going to go uh, throw horseshoes and you're not waiting for the fudge to come out of the oven? Today it's uh, today it's Candy Apple Day, Kipper. I don't know when the Fudge Day is, so it's Candy Apple Day. So, you know, you got to get your calendar right for Pioneer Village. Gord Stellick on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show, live from Pioneer Village. Listen, um, enjoy soaking up all those great childhood memories there. 
<laughs> you know, when was the last time? Do our kids even go to Pioneer Village in school anymore? It, <laughs> Honestly, like, I didn't know that it was still I, open. I don't even know what it is. I'm not from here. <laughs> well, it's it's where you park when you when the arena's full for the uh, whatever that <laughs> arena is at York. You go park at Pioneer Village is what you do, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a beauty. I'm so glad we found you. Well, uh, I'll, I'll continue my different destinations and check in, but. Uh, Always a pleasure, and uh, love listening to the show. And uh, I'll look. I'm going to be listening next hour as I drive back uh, on my horseback uh, buggy. <laughs> Host the Leaf Nation, Gordon Stalock. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Gordo. He uh, what was that movie? Um, was it uh, Oak? Oh, uh, when they went to Wally World, remember they parked. Oh really? yeah, just vacation. Yeah, uh, it was just the your, first European, vacation. Yeah, it was just vacation. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and then he's they, they show up at Wally's World and it's closed, but yeah, he parks yeah. really far away <laughs> so he can beat the crowd. I out. just remember him punching Wally Moose in the schnoz. <laughs> I, honestly, I I think a gourd at Pioneer Village, like I think a Chevy Chase at Wally World right now. <laughs> I, I went to Pioneer Village back in high school. Oh, who didn't? So this is Are an you Ontario to thing. Up us with that? Is, is this an Ontario thing? It's like an Amish community. Is that it's, right? It's hard to explain, but okay. it's kind of like that. But like they go, they take you and they churn the butter and they like take you Make through like me the old timey. Bookmark apparently. They take you through old timey houses. Go, and there's go Google up. Uh, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Okay, but it is across the street, a street from uh, York, Canlan, where I play my beer league hockey. So I, that's all I know about. It. I drive all past right. it every Sunday. There's a yeah, there's a subway station called okay. Pioneer Village. So. Got it. There you got go, it. guys. Got it. Good little talk. breakdown. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we got Yannick Hansen also coming up, mm-hmm. who's a former player, played in Vancouver, uh, and he's doing a great job out there. We're going to have him uh, just after the break. He played with the Sedins one, at one point. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Specialized uh, so look, penalty killer, I think. Very good player. Let me ask you, yeah. what do you think about them hiring a head coach for a GM? Isn't that all I ever hear, that let the GM's got to have is his guy? Not a thing. It's the Vancouver Canucks. What are they doing? They, they them not having a press release out when everyone was reporting this was frankly embarrassing. They yeah. uh, they haven't yeah. gone. They, yeah. have, they haven't said anything publicly yet, have they? they still have any of this? Oh no, yeah. I, I mean, Gabby was on this on the ice this morning with the with the Canucks. So. Yeah, and and so uh, what do they say for a general manager? Uh, Stan Schmiel as inter- interim. 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 But then we saw some reporting by was it Ryan Kennedy, the Hockey News, mm-hmm. that. Mark they had, Bergevin? They had talked to Mark Bergevin, yeah. So Mark Bergevin, who at times has been overwhelmed By in the, the Montreal media. market, <laughs> now wants to go into Vancouver. But isn't the thing with the Aquilini's not wanting to spend a ton of money, like they're going to give Mark Bergevin the money Bergevin wants when it was the Jeff Molson didn't want to give him that money? Why would Bergevin want to do that? Well, there's only, I know you, only like, 32 teams. I know, but you don't think there's going to be yeah. somewhere else you could go and be an advisor? He, he, he would really love the Chicago job. Yeah. But I don't know if they can go there with him. Can you return because home? Because it, it, there's, there's a link there going back to 2010 with mm-hmm. uh, Kyle uh, Beach. I mean, no disrespect to Mark Bergevin, but is he that much better than the next guy that isn't going to cause that headache and, you know, remind people of those ties they're trying to let go of yeah. from those years? But. Very, very strange to go and hire a Bruce Boudreaux. This so Gord didn't Gord was polite about it, but like that's definitely a part of this is like, you know, yeah, they didn't want to pay someone for four or five years. They want to see if they can get this thing turned around with the personnel they you know have before they ship of? them all out. This reminds me of when the Oilers did Hitchcock there. 
for a year. Remember that when they when he was playing McDavid like 26 minutes a night. I think maybe two years ago yes. when they were trying to get into the playoffs. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. This is what that reminds me of. That they're just like, hey, we have a roster here with some good players that aren't like. I mean, we saw those stats about their transition game. Yeah. They're dead literally last they're in dead the last in both going both ways. Rush chances for and against. <laughs> just off dead the last. Yeah. Maybe they're they're taking a shot. Maybe we can get hot here with a more offensive minded coach. Get a playoff race going. Patch it up. Yeah. Here's the nice, the plug, best thing I can say is hole. it wasn't working going right, so they're going left. The goalie the is doing yeah. the complete opposite than from Travis Green. All right, let's let's uh, let's throw it to break, and we'll come back and discuss more on the Vancouver Canucks. Yannick Hansen, hockey analyst for the Vancouver Canucks. He's right after the break.